0: It's the CMXU Rider Rundown, brought to you by KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, and Gas Gas Canada, and Bristol Coachworks, with your host, Ryan gold
1: Alright, ladies and gents, here we go. Been a little bit of time off. I have not been feeling great, and i am also been... Trying to figure out timing and my kids and all this crap that goes on in the real world to sit down and have conversations with riders or managers or whoever it is that we want to put out here on the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. And finally, I got to sit down here. We're going to have a good one coming up uh, here with this rider on the phone and uh, looking forward to the story from this past summer. But before we get into that, we got some bills to pay. Uh, This one here is going to be brought to us by the great folks over at KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, Gas 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 Canada and Bristol Coachworks. Uh, find them on youtube and instagram at burst of Coachworks. and uh, those guys have been supportive of us uh, myself newf and ken for what we do and uh, looking forward to 2024 and lots of new ideas coming but uh still got some business to take care of here to end off 23 and it's going to start here uh with this cat on the line um uh finishing off the year with the walton seven kawasaki team starting the year on another team uh, i got tyler gibbs buddy tyler how you doing buddy thanks for the time
0: yeah, I'm doing uh, pretty good. Um,
1: happy to be on the show. Yeah, man. I, I we've been kind of trying to get this together. Actually, you've you've got a uh, a recruiter. I don't know if you knew this, but your brother reached out to me a little while ago. Uh, is he like your manager now or anything like that? Uh, is he looking after the uh, buy? No, the he's
0: just always trying to help me out. You know, uh, trying to see Big Bro do good. So uh, yeah, he just wants to see me. Uh, he's seen other riders on the show and stuff. So I was like, okay, buddy, I'll I'll reach out to Ryan and other ryan and see what uh if i can get on hey michael it's okay
1: i know you reached the newf why the hell didn't you ask me i'm the one that pulls uh, the strings around here
0: i, I don't know i just because i have a number i guess so <laughs> i thought newf and newf just said oh maybe i'll ask and then never got a response back so
1: I oh that know. sounds well, like my buddy just giving you the brush off hey eh? all the years yeah. you you and your dad buy product from him and support him and atlas yeah. brace guy back in the day hey look at that Yep. Yeah. what a guy um, but again, yeah, thanks, buddy. And you were always on the list for sure. It's just timing. And oh, we'll look at us last week. You got busy. Um, I, that one night we had it all scheduled. And I swear to God, my kids, I just wanted to just kill them all in my house they were yelling and screaming and fighting and i couldn't get anything done i'm trying to quiet it down, and then uh just man but now we finally got to sit down this is going to be a good one for sure i'm looking forward to it. but yeah you've uh you've had an interesting year um uh for for sure and and uh, like you said at uh, arena cross you want to hear the story and, and i think everybody else does as well obviously you know there's always rumors of this and how this happens and how this goes and all that kind of stuff like that and at uh, the beginning of the year you were slotted down at Club MX and you were with uh, the TLD Gas Gas SSR. You actually did one of my races at the beginning of the year. And then things just made a switch. And uh, we don't have to get full right into it right away. But it's been kind of a wild year for you. Before we talk about the actual stories and how it went, it's it's been a pretty wild year. But coming towards the end of it, you've really turned things around. And I think that got a, a lot of people sort of I don't know, talking and looking at at, uh, at your effort throughout the year. It's pretty been pretty wild. Yeah, it's
0: been a uh, pretty wild year pretty crazy year for me just switching and different bike and um just kind of just going like not really knowing what i'm gonna do like do i have enough money to get to the next race do i have you know um like am i I gonna be able to figure this out like all this there's so much that went into it like it was really stressful like just trying to figure out you know bike and do i have enough stuff for parts and okay i'm gonna run these tires this weekend type of thing so it was uh definitely very stressful for sure it uh wasn't easy but walton Cowie definitely helped me out big time and uh made it a lot easier but yeah it was a crazy like yeah off season going into the race season and then uh just racing other people's suspension and stuff like that it was uh definitely different
1: um let's go let's go right back to sort of the the middle of the winter there obviously you you re-signed with uh tld gas gas ssr um, and then you actually do one of my events And then right around then uh, Either just some stuff fell apart You guys didn't, didn't see eye to eye Whatever it was Just kind of give me your scope As we headed into round one at Edmonton Because literally the week before uh, the, You and the team depart ways And you show up on a coward Just give me the, the steps of how that happened
0: Yeah, so me and Steve um, Steve's a great guy um, We just uh, I feel like living with Steve And always being around Steve Was like it was good sometimes, but other times it wasn't because I see, I see Steve more as a friend than like a boss because we got, had such a good tight bond. Like we're still friends now. Like, yeah, you know, we probably hate each other and said some things that we should not have said, you know, about yeah. each other, but that's just the way it goes. And Steve was awesome. He did a lot for me, but it kind of just got a little bit, the, the living with him and certain things was just a little too much, you know, and right. we tried talking about it and working it out and it just kind of, we kind of just kept going back to our old ways you know and we didn't really it kind of felt like we were dating in a, in a sense like it felt like, <laughs> like you know yeah. I was mad at him and didn't want to talk to him and then he'd get mad at me and it was like you know boyfriend girlfriend thing so then it kind of felt like we broke up when I actually ended it like I was sad because I'm like oh, I love hanging out with Steve yeah so you know it just uh you know it just like it wasn't I didn't leave because of bikes or anything like that like Steve has great bikes great equipment I just left because some things I didn't think were fair and uh it wasn't good for me mentally to be there I feel like if I did stay with him I probably would not have done very well because I would have been so mentally like like you know screwed like okay I need to do this like if I'm not doing if I'm not perfect I'm gonna be in trouble type of thing so I kind of just told myself like I don't want to race like that all summer I don't want to have like it wasn't it's not pressure it's just like it was just like mentally it was just beating me down like right. I felt like I couldn't do anything really right in a sense like I felt like I always had to like kind of was like I don't know had to be there and do like each and everything was had to be perfect and if I messed up I was gonna get in trouble for it so it kind of was like just just wasn't very good so parted ways with him a week before and I remember my dad was like are you sure I guess if you do this like I'm not gonna like I don't want the money to go buy you a bike so like you better have something Plan and I didn't. I just said, "No, Dad, I'm I'm coming home." Like I don't don't want to ride for Steve. I said I went over to Steve's house, shook his hand. I said, "Thank you for everything. Wish you all the best." Give his mom a hug, and then I left. Went back home to Ontario, or from Ontario back to BC, and I started trying to find a bike. I was trying to ride before nationals too. So I rode uh, a friend, Dawson Gravel, gave me a Honda 450 to ride for the day. Did some motos on that, and and then. Uh, um a friend or not a friend, Popcom had like a demo day on Yamaha so I just kept doing two laps on a Yamaha and then I would go back <laughs> and grab the other demo bike to keep riding Okay. So kind of like what I did, I just did sprints pretty much on the demo bikes so I did that and I was just trying to you know, call on people and obviously it's very hard to get something because nationals are a week away, Yeah. all this stuff so I talked to Chad um, before they he left Cowie and I talked to Brett Lee and they said they had a bike but it was in California and they said it was going to be like 12.5, whatever. I'm like, okay, I mean, let me just have it has pipe, clutch, X trigs, all that stuff. I'm like, okay, well, suspension. I'm like, okay, maybe I can maybe do that. I was trying some dealerships at home, trying to see if I could get something. And at this point, I don't really have any money. Like, I spent a lot of it down south training. So right. I'm like, okay, I got to find something. Like, I didn't put all this effort in to just give up right before nationals. Um, made a couple phone calls. Rob from MVP and his friends definitely helped me out big time. I was able to get the bike, but then the bike was stuck in California. So I had to get it shipped from California to Seattle. And that was expensive because obviously I had to get it, like, you know, I got it. I got the bike the Tuesday night. I had to go pick it up before Edmonton. So I had to go to the US, get the bike, come back. And then I went riding Wednesday at Carlson's and I rode for 40 minutes on the bike. Carl from CTS came out. Um, he just kind of like helped me set the clickers to make it somewhat rideable for mm-hmm. me because obviously the bike came with and Mobile stuff. Yeah. And that guy runs like probably the stiffest setup I've ever ran in my life. Oh, really, like, eh? It, insane. And he was, was and,
1: and he was doing like, it was outdoor stuff that he was doing at the time too, no? Yeah,
0: it was outdoor stuff, but he had like a, a uh, crazy spring in the back. Okay. I didn't have like, I didn't have the money, to get a valve or anything. So, me and my dad and my brother loaded up the van uh, Thursday morning. Or me and my brother loaded up. And we drove. We drove to Edmonton. Me and my brother Thursday. And uh, yeah, forty minutes on the bike. Then I'm like, well, here we go. Like it's now or never type of thing. Get to the first round and yeah, kind of just did well and kept going from there.
1: Um. I, got a, I have a lot of respect for that. I kind of knew the story and all that kind of stuff, but I mean... I think a lot of the chatter, say, behind that, you know, or with managers or industry people or teams or even guys like me and Noof, and we've said it on the show, like, you know, it's Tyler putting in the effort, like, to, to, to deserve the ride or, or everything. Like, you know, and sometimes we see you, you get these great starts and then you finish, like, six, or we're, we're questioning your fitness and we're wondering what's going on. And, of course, it's all speculation, right? That's what we, we do in the industry. We speculate when we do our podcasts and whatnot. But that story right there shows – you really want to do this this isn't like it may sometimes the results might not show like it looks like the effort and stuff like that but that story right there shows that you you give a shit about the sport and you really want to be a part of it like i mean it's not it's not something that you're just doing because you think you need to do it like you really want to do it don't you
0: yeah like i mean i've listened to the podcast when you guys were telling marco to go get his own bikes and stuff like that yeah and like when i left eve i was like okay, I have to find a bike. Like, maybe I'll just do what they said, like get a bike. And I was, I was only able to get one bike. And yes, Brett Lee helped me out humo- like, huge amounts, you know, to get yeah. my bike to the races and stuff. But I raced from, so when we went from Edmonton to Kamloops, I got a lighter spring that I had to get my girlfriend to buy because I didn't have the money to buy it at the time because like that's how much money I spent. And just to get to the first track, like the first, like getting my bike shipped up, all that stuff, like I spent a lot of money trying to get to the first round, so my I had to get my girlfriend to buy me a spring, just a spring, so it made it a little bit better. <laughs> so from basically from uh, Edmonton to Gopher Dunes, I raced bowl stuff, like not even set up for me. So yeah, you know, there was there was a couple moments where like I was getting it was t- it was tiring. Like yeah, I wasn't like you know oh I'm out of shape I can't do it when you ride a bike that isn't set up for you and I'm only 160 pounds and this stuff was set up for probably like 180 like. Yeah, it's only a couple more pounds, but, like, it was a lot to, like, I couldn't really get the bike to handle very well. So I had to just, you know, not make excuses and just, you know, go there and do it and do my best. And then right before Sandy Lee, Brett Lee let me put on Tanner's A-Kit. So it was a little bit closer to me, but it still wasn't my setup that I like. So, like, I raced all summer on somebody else's setup, and I feel like I did pretty good considering what i had like i wasn't like oh you know i i got i got seventh i got tired because you know not my suspension you know like I, that, that was my choice you know I, I i that's what i was i that's what i brought that's all i had i had to make it do and yeah there was motos where i would do well in the first moto and yeah i was tired in the second moto like riding a 450 the extra five minutes tracks gnarlier it, it is a lot more tiring um for sure but that's uh that's no excuse i just gotta be more prepared next year
1: um so now we we move in the summer we get to uh moncton obviously the the dramatic thing with what jeremy goes on and then boom you're from sort of the outside of the tent to the inside of the tent Were were you around for that whole that whole dramatic thing or did you miss it
0: uh well i was just kind of in the ice bath or like the little tub cooling off and i could hear people yelling and swearing like I'm like, what is going on? Like, I'm confused. And Kai's like, dad comes running around and like, I'm pretty sure I thought he was going to body check me out of the tub because like, it was really tight where we were parked and all my plastic was off. Like Caden, my mechanic yeah. takes the, he has, like the shroud or the pipe off he, like he steps right on it. I'm like, what is this guy doing? And then like, I see my pitboard and my backpack that Caden uses, Pitboard snapped in half. My bag got like, you know, Caden's bag with all my stuff and just got hooked across the yard. <laughs> I get out of the ice bath, I go around Brett is bleeding from his lip I'm like, wow <laughs> What just happened? And he's like, he says some words I'm not going to say, you know, he's like, what the heck And he's like, he looked at me, he's like, I'm sorry Tyler That was, I'm sorry, but I don't even know What just happened, and then he's like <clears throat> Put Gibbs' bike Under the tent, get his out of here right now and I, and I look at him, and he's like are you okay with that? I'm like, yeah, that's, that sounds good to me. <laughs> so we, we put different plastic on, they put different shrouds on for Moto Two, and then, yeah, the f- the following weekend in Deschambault, I, you know, still my bike, still Tanner suspension, but, you know, they put all all the cool little bling parts, like you know the wheels and yeah, cooler pipe and, um, pretty much the same what I was doing all summer. You know, Brett Lee gave me Caden his son as a a wrench after, for, from Gopher to Walton, he wrenched on my bike. And then, yeah, basically, like, they, I just got more, you know, a little bit of parts here and there from them, and, yeah, it was sweet.
1: So are you uh, are you doing the, uh, the Medicine Hat in Calgary on that bike at all, or is, it, or is it sort of season done with that, and you're getting ready for the uh, Swimini Cross thing?
0: Season, uh, yeah, season's done with that. Um, okay. Yeah, so. But, I
1: mean, uh, I, you, you, you got to be thankful there. and everything that they picked up the pieces and stuff, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. They definitely, have, like, you know, Going into like Brett helped out all summer long, and then for the Supercross season, I know like going to go for did and have a good weekend. Like it just wasn't wasn't good. Um, I just felt just kind of uncomfortable and stuff like that. Um, he Brett kind of thought he,
1: he thought you might have been overriding the, overriding like you really wanted to do well. and You were kind of over riding the bike. Uh,
0: yeah, I just I was just more scared. Cause I, I, I mean, I was still on outdoor stuff, so I was a little like. <laughs> like it was scary like I could jump everything like, I was doing everything fine but it was just kind of in the back of my head there was like a little scary like right there was like the, the triple before the triple if you like cl- if I like, cased it it like really sent me into like an endo oh, I got you okay and I think like I just wasn't comfortable and I don't know I just I struggled but I mean what can you do you can't can't do good at uh, all of them but I'm just happy I made it out there safe and I had a little bit of a bike issue, and the one I I broke the foot peg off.
1: Oh, that was a, so. wait, oh okay. That was at uh, the Gophers. What happened on the la, at the last moto at Walton?
0: Oh, last moto. Wal- oh, I don't think like, we ever found that out. Know. We I so basically in practice uh, at Walton, my bike blew up. Right. And then they put a new motor in. You know, first like basically all I had to do to get six was beat Makai. Yeah. The championship. So. I got eighth in Moto 1, I beat Makai by two, two spots, Moto 2 I just had to go out there and just, I know I think I was in seventh, and I just had to stay there and I had it, yeah. and I just passed the mechanics area, hooked up the left, and the bike just made kind of like a weird noise, like a, I think it was like, like, kind of like, I don't know, it was just a weird noise, and then it just, I kind of pulled off, like, I just pulled off the side, I knew something wasn't right, right. I was going to jump into the rollers and it, like have it walk up, and then it just quit, okay. and then it wouldn't start after that.
1: Okay, so. yeah, because I, I remember we yeah. talked about it. We never got a, an answer. I couldn't remember about it, but uh, whatever. It's in the past kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. This is something I want to ask you. This is something I was uh, talking with Piccolo a little bit on the weekend. He was actually at my uh, my ammo event yesterday racing. Um, like You see a guy like Dylan Wright. Okay, and right now, the, the, the stage or the level that he's got to set, even you know, when Pettis is not that far behind and, and stuff like that. But this, the level that these guys have raised of speed and, and training, I, I got. are you putting in enough effort like these guys are to get to this level? I believe that you have great technique. You have a great skill set on a bike. You have zero problem jumping things, all that kind of stuff. But the gap between a Tyler Gibbs to a Dylan Wright is really, really big. And I think one of the differences is is strength on a 450 and conditioning. Um, obviously, experience comes in hand in hand and confidence. But mm-hmm. I just like – is are you are you honestly being – can you say honestly that you're putting in the effort to become someone like that or are you just kind of going through the motions to be a 4th, 5th, 6th place guy?
0: I mean, no, the goal is always to, to win and to be up there and um... – I feel like the, this year, obviously, I wasn't planning to race the 450, so yeah. it was. A, I think a little bit more time on a like, like obviously, when you ride 250F, you do 30 minute motos, which I was doing, but you only do 25 plus two yeah. on 250. It, it's different you go, though, too. That, you ride the, you, like, you're riding a different
1: ride, the power. I get at that 100 percent for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. I feel like I would just need to do just more of what I've been doing, like after racing the 450 class this summer like it's different 250 class is like all out, just like last year like there wasn't a time where i was by myself like yeah fourth fifth and sixth place would be on top of each other and it's just like i feel like the riding in the 450 class is like not smarter i would say but like like dylan and jess their first couple laps are insane like i think they're like they just get i think that's what i need to work on and probably for next year is like be more be able to be more like hanging out those first like I was I felt pretty good this year doing it but those guys like Dylan is like bonsai on the first lap like he's gone like his goal is to get try to get ahead of Pettis as much as he can and then he puts it kind of in like his back to his normal pace and then he bumps it up again and I feel like I need to work on that for next year if I'm racing 450 I think if I want to beat Dylan Wright and you know beat Jess Pettis, I think pretty much everyone who wants to beat him in the 450 class has got to put in more work. They obviously Jess and Dylan work super hard, and I feel like I work really hard for myself. I do. Like, I'm not gonna just go out there and half-ass it. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the best that I can, but I'm also not gonna be like, you know, this year when I switch to the 450, I'm gonna win. Like, yeah, I want to win, but you got to start somewhere. You can't just. You know, there's some riders say they're going to win a 450 class and they never do. Yeah. Like, you, you got to, you know, you got to start with, like, okay, podiums and then podiums turn into wins. You can't just, like, yeah, it's good to have that mindset that you want to win, but at the same time, like, you gotta, you got to get on the box first before you say you're going to win the 450 class because there's a rider out there who... Definitely said he was going to win a couple models this year, and I never saw it. So
1: yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not it, yeah. it's steps, man. It's baby steps. You know, not everybody can be like the Jet Lawrence or or even look at what Hayden Deegan did, kind of this year, sort of thing, right? Like it takes mm-hmm. it takes time for the majority of racers to kind of get themselves going. Uh, a perfect example, Sean Moffenbauer, dude. I, I've told this story a million times. When he first turned pro, it was like it was scary. Like he was so far behind the pack and and out of sorts like he looked like a beginner racer and then but he just put his work in and put the grindstone and you know years later on the guy wins a championship becomes one of the most iconic in canadian history kind of thing right so um yeah. it's just some certain guys take certain levels of time uh to get to where they want to be um and to need to be there it takes that uh, that effort like i look at myself i never put in a lot of effort on the training side of thing i just ran on all my natural talent as everybody always used to say and it was easy to see. The guys like Blair Morgan and JSR that I raced against, they put the work in and they, they were doing all the winning. You know what I mean? I might look better and you might have a, you know, we didn't have Instagram then, but you might have a better whip shot or something, but you're not doing the winning um, kind of thing. So it, um, and nowadays, yeah, these guys, man, like this is the way that Dylan trains or even the best guys in the world. It's, it's fucking gnarly, man. Like you guys really got to put your bodies through a lot to get out of, of what it is you needed to sport. Like this sport is crazy.
0: Yes, it is. It's very crazy, the amount of time and just, like, off-the-bike stuff that you got to do and um, stuff like that is very... Uh, do you,
1: do you enjoy lot. it? Do you enjoy the training side of it? Do you like doing, like, bicycling and going to the gym and pounding um, your motos? And-
0: i tell you, like, with going to the gym stuff, yeah, like, like I have a... When I have a gym at home, I go to, and when my guy that... My, when my trainer is... He's he moved away, but he comes down every once in a while, and always I go when he's not there, but when he does come, like, I like it. Like, it's... It's fun. It's like yeah. Those days. There's some days where it sucks. It's like oh, I don't want to do like sprint, or like you do like you know intervals where you have to get your heart rate up and then drop it down. You're like holy like you know I'm only five sets in, but like you feel good. Like I feel yeah. good after I do it. Like I feel like uh, like that was sweet. Like it does like it does suck, but I feel like the harder like you know the harder you go in the gym, the easier the riding's gonna be. But I like the gym stuff. Um, cycling, road biking, I prefer not to because it's just so. It's the kind of it's kind of boring I find so I'd rather just run or or do something else besides I my can't swing. I can't
1: wear those clothes man I'm, I'm not dressing like that
0: I can't yeah, I don't it. know I, I, <laughs> I have a road bike and stuff and I did it for a little bit but I'm just like my attention span is just gone after like' yeah. 10 minutes. I'm like man this is boring like just riding around in Ontario is just flat and you're just looking at like what are we doing yeah so I'd rather just go do a run or something or go do something else that gets the gets the heart rate up because I feel like I feel like road biking is good for just recovery and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't know those guys that do like four hour rides. I'm like, you guys are crazy. Like, what do you stare at the whole time?
1: So, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, what? No, I,
0: I like the gym stuff is fun. I uh, enjoy doing it. And um, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that you know this year kind of said that. Oh, you're you're getting tired. Like, does you work out and stuff? And uh, I do. I put in the work. Um, it's a little frustrating when people say that. Like, yeah, I know. I got I got tired this year at end of the motos, but for me, that was just bike setup not being on my suspension, but I didn't didn't make that an excuse. I just, you know, I, I, I was dealt with what I was dealt with, and I just went out there and raced all summer, and yeah.
1: Well, I, I like I said, you know, when you get a chance to sit down and talk, you know, we're from the we're from the penal. Obviously, myself and new, we've been through the the ringers, and both our stories are very similar in a sense where we had this sort of talent and didn't put work ethic. So when we see nowadays. Um, like it's easy for us to say Hey just fucking do the work man Like just go and put If you want it You gotta do the work Listen to us Like listen to these We did We were You know it's do as we say Not as we did Kind of thing Sort of dad mentality If you will Because I like, guess Like for you for instance We watch you ride And I'm, I'm For me I'm like Fuck you so talented And I believe that's kind of that Like there's a lot of you BC kids that are like that And I think that has to do With what the Future West uh, Series or back in the day It was Al Dick as well Like the indoor series That you guys got to do it really kind of hones in that little bit of technical side that a lot of times the majority of candidates doesn't get because they don't have... The, the, the arena cross series in Chilliwack there because you get to learn to get the transitions. Even if it's a little double or small whoops, you're not skimming across. You just kind of understand what the bike can do, and then that transfers mm-hmm. to the outside when you can, like, skip over some braking bumps or, you know, get a little more height over this double to stay to the inside of a turn and, and or have to, instead of going outside. Like, you you know, your Pickles your Pettis's, you, Fasciotti, Clap uh, Beaton, you guys from all the, Darcy Lange all grew up in those things. And I think that really showcases all the time when you guys hit the track
0: yeah it definitely helps too like obviously like we get to ride you know a couple times during the winter time when we can't ride at home so like it's a you know we get to still get to ride where you guys obviously the weather too cold to ride so it does help out a lot even it's just like it can be a simple track but you're just learning little things like wheeling over a, a roller yeah you know doubling doubling to the whoops or wheel tap triple to the whoops like you you learn you pick up so many little like tricks that like when you go to outdoors and say there's a track that yeah like go for sandaly or dechambeau where there's like those really big braking bumps you can just you know wheel tap jump jump type of thing yeah so um definitely helps out a lot uh, for sure
1: uh, let's talk about this upcoming stuff. Uh, so I caught wind, and we, you told me a little bit about it at uh, Arena Cross or at Gopher. So you got yourself an arena Cross deal with the Outlaw Series. This is the one that Michael Hicks and like Michael Lessie did last year. Uh, the opposite one to the AMA one. Um, sounds like a pretty cool little gig. Give it. Give me. Uh, give me the scoop on it all.
0: Yeah. So uh, Jeff Crutcher from uh, Creo Racing reached out to me right before nationals started, and we've been talking pretty much, you know, back and forth for the past couple months. Like. Um, about a deal and trying to work some stuff out because I really want to do supercross this year. And you know, there's arena, he said he, he kind of came to offer with me, like, okay, hey, you can race arena cross and supercross with me, but it's a lot of racing and stuff like that. Um, so I went over it with, you know, just went over the whole thing, um, checked it all out. There's a lot of arena cross racing that we do, and then we also get to do um, East Coast supercross. So um, I really thought about it a lot, you know. Um, I obviously talked to Brett Lee because I was supposed to be riding their bike for the next two ringer crosses. Okay. But I didn't want to, like, leave Brett high and dry even though I wasn't signed to Brett. I just was super thankful what he did for me. Yeah. So then when I told Brett, hey, man, I have this deal, like, but I'd have to miss the next two rounds, Brett was on board. He's like, hey, like, no, I want to see you go down there and do well. Like, don't don't think because I have your bike here and you're going to leave me, like, I'm gonna be upset. So as soon as Brett was like, I told him like, hey, I got this opportunity, but I don't want to like leave you high and dry. And be like, what the heck? I got you a bike, and now you're gonna leave me? He was. Uh, I talked to him, and he was super cool with it, and he helped me. Brett Lee pretty much helped me get the contract. So like, helped me like negotiate and go. He's kind of like an agent for me. Like he helped me like all the questions I need to ask, and you know, make sure everything was legit and there was no um no red flags. So. Yeah, I'll be missing the next two triple crowns, but I'll be heading down to uh, Kansas City to uh, start riding, and then we start racing November first, all the way till like February for the Arena Cross Series. Yeah, I think it's yeah. I just pulled it up here. All right. Eighteen yep. races. So.
1: Dude, yeah. It's, I mean, well, Arena Cross has always been like that. Like a lot of a lot more events, right? And then yet yeah, it, it looks like it ends right around when uh, the East Coast uh, begins for for Supercross, right? So. Um, yep. Uh, what bike? What uh, bike are you gonna ride?
0: I'll be on a KTM okay. 250. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to go back to a KTM. It's kind of like a gas, gas, but uh, yeah,
1: it's yeah. Are it's you gonna are you gonna be thing. living living down like at this guy's house or in the area? I'm How does gonna, all that part?
0: I'm going to. So, I don't really know what the weather's like down there because I've obviously never really been around that area. But I think I'm gonna stay. The plan is to stay. At his dad's place for the first little bit before round one because okay. there is a I was gonna do like team photo shoot and stuff like that but there is a there's three tracks around his dad and the guy who builds those track builds those tracks he builds the tracks for the General Tire Arena Cross okay so I'll ride those and then I'm, I'm assuming it's gotta get cold old in Kansas I feel like so I'm gonna move down I'll go from Kansas to Oklahoma and I'll probably be staying at. Greg Albertson's or Robbie Raynard. Robbie Raynard, yeah, yeah, bud. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll stay at one of their places, and then so, you know, I'm gonna have to start running some Supercross because the the General Tire arena cross is like it's more because there's like there's the AMA one, and the AMA one's really gnarly. Yeah. And the General Tire one's more. It's still gnarly, but it's more like I think amateur like amateur friendly too. Like yeah. It's the, well, the, yeah, the AMA the... one is just gnarly, like yeah, peak to peak doubles, massive whoops. Where this one's more like there's big lines for the pros, but then also they, like the super mini 85 junior class can all still do everything and not just be like, holy crap, we're going to kill half the field type of thing. Yeah,
1: so. exactly. Yeah, I mean, kind of future Westie.
0: Like, uh, yeah more like ask like, like there's the big lines for the big guys if you want you know three 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 a section
1: I guess but I gotta start saying AMOAX. A- it, so. it's aMOAx it's now I gotta start saying that <laughs> yeah um, but yeah but yeah more like that right it's, it's got to be made from for a four-year-old to a to a pro <laughs> yeah yeah um, that's cool man I, I'm kind of pumped on that I'll be watching those obviously we can kind of watch them online a little bit and, and, and study that and then uh, yeah that is actually the opening round is November 3rd 4th. In Topeka, and that is the same weekend as Calgary, so um, we'll have to keep an eye. So
0: you, it's Friday, Saturday for these, right? Yes, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's Friday, Saturday. So it's it's kind of like a it's like an outdoor format. That's just one pro class, so it's like it's just like I think you got your practice and stuff like that, and then it's like a Moto One, Moto Two, and a dash for cash, right? And it's double double nights, so there's I mean, you can make some. There's gonna be some good racing and stuff like that, so it's pretty cool to do that,
1: dude. I, that's awesome, man. I mean, that's kind of you, you got to be kind of excited about that. I mean, you, like you kind of had a you had a good year, a decent year, some ups and downs, but you kind of finished strong. You found some comfort, probably gained a little bit of confidence back from the beginning of the year where it was kind of down and wondering what you're gonna do from the Steve Sims thing. So heading into this, you got to feel pretty good.
0: Yeah, I feel great. Like it's uh, it's a super cool opportunity, and uh, I was gonna say like if anybody that like listens to the podcast wants to help out at all with uh just like like it's still like i guess i have a ride in the states and i get to do this stuff but it's still um it still costs a lot with just you know going from canadian money to american money yeah and i just kind of just if anyone wants to reach out and help me out with just some you know travel costs and you know training costs and stuff like that just dm me on instagram um and we can if anybody wants to do something i can definitely um you know get your company or if you just want to be a, a silent person who just helps out a little bit um just hit me up hit me up on instagram because i'm chasing my dream to go racing in the u.s and uh it's still with all the help from jeff and the team at Creo racing there, there's still a little bit on my part that i have to have to come up with and uh it's uh it's definitely not easy just Racing dirt bikes all summer and then having to go right down to the U.S. Because as, as well as much as I did well this year, the triple crown like they, they do a lot for us, but the pay isn't very good as yeah. most people know. So um, if anybody wants to help out, it'd it, be uh, greatly appreciated. Uh,
1: if someone wanted to, could they ever get a sticker on the bike type thing as well? Like there's um, different. You should, like from it, a, from a guy that builds these things, no. you, sh- you should get some different levels.
0: Yeah, I kind of I have a sponsor package okay. that I kind of out to people um i have one made i've sent i've emailed a bunch of people nice um, so i kind of just it says in my sponsor package what you can kind of get it'd be more like i think you, you can get a spot on like my visor my helmet okay and then like a spot maybe on the bike but i can do a lot of advert like advertising for you guys like um just like jeff has a, a lot of sponsors that he sends photos and and they get posted on like big Instagram pages that will your logo will be seen on. And I can also do, you know, when I'm driving to the race, this you know this trip is sponsored by yeah yeah whatever company type of thing. So I kind of have some cool little things that I'll be able to do for personal sponsors like Instagram stuff. And um, I got a pretty good following on Instagram, so I should be able to uh, make sure whatever company or whoever person that size to help me I'll be able to make sure they get a good shout out and make sure their product's getting out there for everyone to see
1: um, and then obviously if all this goes well and good, all that good stuff your plan is to race the Triple Crown again next summer and, and 450 by the sounds of it that's what you'd like
0: um, it all depends if I can get a ride um, I've been talking to Manla, Walton Kevin Tyler still hasn't called me back but uh, I've been trying um, asking people um, I feel like on a four fifty I definitely could do even better than I did this year with actually more than just forty minutes before the season on the bike. You know, get some suspension and stuff like that. Um I'm just talking to people, just trying to see what what there is. A lot of people always every team I've talked to says, Oh, we're not sure yet, you know, it's too soon. It kinda seems like the that's the answer a lot. But uh yeah, the plan is to come back. I just gotta find a team that, you know, I could ride for or someone that wants to help me out would be uh would be sweet but yeah i do 450 or 250 it'd be cool to go back to the 250 but at the same time it'd be kind of fun to put in that work and you know have a good setup and race the 450 class i feel like i can definitely do some damage in the 450 class if i have a little bit more time on the bike
1: well you know the old saying good things don't come to people that wait right so do what you're doing make phone calls and then keep working in the background you know what i mean like you never know if something pops up like this year you kind of fell into the ride maybe something happens like that but just keep putting in the work like don't think as you're not getting an answer right away from these teams and and it literally dude it's been that way since i was like 16 years old it's just a canadian thing it kind of takes a little bit longer for things to get organized and and people's budgets and ideas and thoughts and stuff and it's not like a, a disrespect to the racers it's just sort of the way the industry works so you know, keep putting that work in and make make you uh, Instagram posts of you going to the gym and and putting in the time and hanging out with family, hanging out with your girlfriend, and showing that life is still good. No matter if the phone isn't ringing all the time, but you're still fighting for that dream. Like you said, you're chasing the dream and you've got this opportunity. So, fuck man, throw everything at it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. There's no point in just giving up just because no one called you back. You know, I've um, pretty much just like like racing like pretty much my whole life. Like I didn't, I was pretty good on little bikes and stuff and then obviously you know I went pro and didn't have a ride for the first two years three years I didn't race in 2020 I wasn't going to go across I got picked up with PRMX yeah and then PRMX turned into into Steve Sims and then I got to race for Steve the one year and then now I rode for Walton Cowie so it's uh it's pretty cool like you know just yeah you just can't give up on yourself because you never know opportunities come so, How old are yeah, you now? Cool. Uh, I just turned
1: 22. So, 20, Oh, look at that. You're seeing your racing number and everything. Yeah, so hopefully I get 22 next year. And Hey, what? Yeah, what? Uh, well, all the numbers are out. Oh, I guess no, they're not out because our reading no, cross right. has got to finish. Reading cross. Because um, so. uh, um, I'm trying to, why am I losing a blank right now? What the hell was your amateur number? Uh, I had 146. That's it, 146. I was thinking 48 was for same. some reason.
0: Yeah, it's the same as Marco We had like the same I was 46 And then when I went pro I went 146 Right, right, right Marco took 46 <laughs> And then uh, Well, yeah. I think it's open
1: again If they have that opportunity <laughs> Yeah, I think it might be open soon. Well, and I, I believe If you're top 10 overall, right? You're, you get to pick if a you're number?
0: Top 10, if you're top 10 overall You get to pick Yeah But I don't really know Because like I'm not racing the next two rounds So last year If I didn't knock myself out In Calgary I had to just race one moto I would have got a Career number but I'm hoping I hope I squeak by and I get enough points where I can pick 22. Because I I just like I've had it for three years now. Yeah. So I feel like I've kind of like made that my number. So right, right, right. Uh, hopefully the points work in my favor and I can be uh, TG 22 for next year. Well, I think
1: I think you'll be all right because the majority of guys that are doing the arena cross are already either ahead or way back kind of thing, right? You know what I mean? Like there's nobody yeah. like uh, within the vicinity. Maybe Elmore. No, he would have been ahead of you anyway, right? Because of uh, outdoors. Yeah. But, like, Makai's not doing it and and eels and things like that. So we'll see how it works out. But, um, uh, hey, quickly, I know you said you're going to do an arena cross uh, school coming up here. Give Maybe put a little bit of love that, let people know how to get a hold of you.
0: Oh, yeah, just um, I get, I go home, back home today, and then it's either going to be this weekend coming up or the following weekend. I still have to just go over the, the location with the guy. But I'll be doing a riding school. If you want to reach out to me, just – uh, DM me on Instagram, and know I'll be doing a ride in Arena Cross Riding School. I'm gonna try to do probably two of them, but there'll probably be like ten kids max. Um, so if you want a spot, just uh, hit me up on Instagram, and we'll get you in. I like it. Sounds good. And last question
1: for you: What gear are you wearing for this Arena Cross team?
0: Uh, it's called it's called Skills. It's kind of like canvas, but okay, it's different. So basically, it's like he can put. Like, it's all sublimated stuff. So it's. Yeah, gonna, yeah. Each weekend's going to have, like, a different front sponsor on it, I'm pretty sure. But, uh, yeah, skills gear, just one helmet and boots and the goggles um, on a KTM. So, uh, number 22?
1: And, yeah. Will you get 22?
0: Yes, I get 22, so oh. look for
1: the 22 down there Oh, Jeepers, carrying the flame, I love it Well, Tyler, oh. I truly appreciate the time today Once again, everybody, this is brought to you by KTM Canada Husqvarna Canada, Gas Gas Canada All three brands dominating Around the world at all kinds of different Disciplines out there, Tyler Medalli just winning The Corduroy, Jorge Prado Winning over an MXGP of right, McNabb winning here in Canada. Lots of good stuff happening over there with those three brands, and of course Bristol Coachworks. Thanks to those guys for joining in at Bristol Coachworks on YouTube and Instagram for any of the, uh, your uh, refurbishing needs. Very good stuff over there. And uh, like I said, Tyler, thanks so much, man. Appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, keep us in the loop when you post some things on on your Instagram. Tag tag the CMXU filtered uh, Instagram so we can follow along. And I mean, I follow you anyway and stuff like that. But um, just so we know what's happening, man. I wish you luck, and we'll be uh, we'll be cheering from Canada.
0: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, thanks for. Help. I mean, come on the show and and uh, you know, say my part of the story, and not have people going around saying things that you know they don't really know. So it feels good to. Hey, welcome to welcome to the like world,
1: that. buddy. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody thinks they know everything, right? But it's always good. Just pick up the phone, like you're doing with these teams and stuff right now. Pick up the phone, have a conversation. It's never hurts to just talk to somebody and tell the, the truth or just the, your sides, even the, like there wasn't a lot of negativity, I feel anyway, it was just stuff that happens, right? It's just like, like you said, it was a, a relationship that just yeah, kind of, you, know, you know, there's, there's more girls yeah. out there to date, buddy. There's more girls out there to date other than Steve Sims. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh shit. Again, but thanks for your time. I appreciate it, man. Fly safe back to BC and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sweet. Thank you.